Welcome to Pardon the Intermission, a podcast that takes a look at movies, TV, and all things entertainment from the past, the present, and the future. Remember to subscribe and like the podcast and give a review. This helps out the podcast and is greatly appreciated. Now on to the show. Yes. Hey, what's up, everyone? Hey, welcome to Pardon the Intermission. Thank you guys for listening. This is Eric. And I'm Jason. And we got another exciting podcast here for you. Truly exciting. (laughs) So exciting that you're going to want to click like, and you're going to want to follow us, and you're going to want to talk to all your friends about it, because this is your one-stop shop for excellent movie reviews, pop culture, nerd, geek out, anything you can think of, you got it right here. Wow, I like it. Right, so do I. What did I just say now? <laughs> I don't know, man. That wasn't even rehearsed. That was awesome. Great I job. try my best. Thank you. <laughs> That's a true professional right there, folks. True professional. Hey, um, let's yes. get started today. Now, we yes. both saw, uh-huh. we actually both saw it together because we took our families. Banana, uh, banana, banana. We saw, yes, the Minions. Was it just, yeah. wait, was it just called the Minions? Or was it called Minions? Something? Minions with a subtitle or something. I don't I mean, know, Minions don't know. Revisited or something. Anyway, Too many subtitles. Um, it was the Minions, the new Minions movie. Yeah. Well, that's bad we don't even know what it's called, right? I know, right? Well, because there's been like 20 Minion movies, it feels like. We can't remember all of them. Jeez. That's crazy. What, what, did, uh, uh, what did you think about the Minions? No! Are you serious? Okay, yeah. All right. I'll be honest with you. All right. It didn't float my boat. All right. Okay. There, there were some there were some cute moments in it, and there were some moments that made me laugh overall. But honestly, I was more focused on devouring the entire bucket of popcorn than <laughs> what was going on yes. in the movie. Uh, you know, and I Okay. So like I here's the thing. Here's why I didn't like the minions, Eric. Okay, I've seen this before. And, and let's uh, you know, I just I just looked it up. It's the minions, the rise of minions, uh, the rise of Gru. Gru. Okay, yes. thank you. So here's the reason why I didn't like minions, the rise of Gru. Okay, I've seen this before, where you have popular ancillary characters in popular movies, i.e., the minions and Despicable Me, mm-hmm. and they become so popular just because they're so funny and so hilarious that yeah. the writers and the creators and the studio say, okay, great, we got to create a movie about these idiots. That's what they did here in this situation. And I was okay. just like, oh, okay, ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. I literally walked out of the theater going, ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba, because I, 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 okay, again, there were some humorous moments here and there. I liked okay. a little bit of it. But by and large, if I'm rating it on the Rotten Tomatoes score, it probably gets a one and a half or a two from my rating system. Wow. wow. I know, I know. Okay. Pretty harsh, pretty harsh. Yeah, you know, I, I, I got to agree with you on the sense that I was there, but I wasn't. I wasn't like so into it. It didn't capture mm-hmm. me. I mean, you know, I, I do like Despicable Me. I do like those characters. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I, I love the minions. Yeah. Um, but you know, for me, I think Despicable Me three was the one. That's the one that 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 was like that was the pinnacle, right? Yeah, of, yeah. Of of those type of movies, they should have stopped right with there. Gru. Yeah, I mean, that yep. was it. But um, yeah. yeah, this one, it just didn't. It didn't do it as well i thought it was some cute moments like you said i kind of liked what they did you know you got to see the the, the character of, of Gru, but then again too they kind of sugar-coated Gru's character because you know in, in the previous actually in three they show his mom is like totally just ignoring him right he's like you know look mom i built a rocket and she's like yeah whatever you know and, <laughs> right 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 you know and so she's like totally ignoring the kid right, right and then, and then right. in this one you know yes you do see him a little more i don't know he was a little more too he was almost too cool you know, I think Gru was played a little too cool. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's he wasn't like, more of kind of the the 
the the nerd kind of you know falling over himself, you know, and tripping and this and that. He was still yeah. voiced by Steve Carell, right? Yeah, he was. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, uh, yeah. Gru was like, uh, okay, what, what, what? No, this isn't Gru. This is like prepubescent Gru, which yeah, it's supposed to be, but I mean. Prepubescent grew just doesn't work. Well, it didn't. It didn't. It didn't fit like with uh, with the previous. To me, it didn't fit with the previous okay. character of of grew as a young kid. You know, it's kind of uh, what yeah, yeah, when yeah. they kind of laid it out and they gave you a few scenes and you kind of have yeah. in your mind. Your mind fills in the blanks and you're like, okay, and that could just be me too. But it's like, oh, okay, yeah. I kind of see, you know. Um, and then of course, you know, the, the, I, I guess it was okay. You know, the, the, uh, what was it called? The, the, not the seven, what were they called? The, uh, the, the naughty, the nasty set, not nasty six or something the, or the notorious na- something, notorious right? eight or notorious six or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Something like that. Here anyway. we are. We're both looking on our phones. Let's Google it. <laughs> Google it, baby. <laughs> we're, we're so prepared today. It's like, I know, yeah, right. <laughs> it, it affected us so much that we have to, but anyway, yeah. I, I did like some of those characters, but mm-hmm. It just didn't have the same zing as the other, you know, basically uh, yeah. uh, the other Despicable movies. I mean, it's, it's, I because I characterize it as a Despicable movie. Yeah, right? it's yeah. in that it's in that same vein. It's, it's not, in that franchise. It's not that separate. It's not separate from you know. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, it's part of the franchise as a greater whole. You know. Yeah, and like you said, you know, like you were saying, there are some kind of funny moments in it, but it was it didn't really draw me in like the other movies have in the past. So nope. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. So, so I don't know. Would you say like for people out there, would you say it'd be a meh? Wait till it comes out on video. Or I I would sacrifice my children's entertainment and enjoyment and say that yeah, you could probably wait for this one. But again, it, it, it's for the kids too. So I mean, hey, if you need to take your kids to it and you feel compelled to All, take your kids to it, although it's beating Buzz Lightyear, beating the pants off of Buzz oh, Lightyear, right, yeah. right, yeah, which is shocking, right? I know I mean, Lightyear going in the tank. Is that because Chris Evans voices Buzz, or is that because <laughs> Tim Allen is? deadpanning Disney for having him not come back as play Buzz. I don't know. But. Yeah, but I, I mean, so it did. It is popular. I think people. I, I think people do like that uh, franchise overall. Yeah. Okay. You know? Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I think that's why it's it's probably doing so well. And we're and I think a lot of people are starved for entertainment too. You know, they want they want something to go see with their family. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's why we there's have. Not, there's not a lot of movies really out there that you can do that with right now. Nope. Yeah, not right now. It, yeah, I know. It's it's weird. It's like it kind of feels like Hollywood is in a bit of a they're still in a bit of a COVID lull right now. You know, yeah. I mean, pre pandemic, we were used to just getting swamped with a deluge of blockbusters coming out month after month after month after month. And, and you could pick, and, and that's the thing. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. It made, made made picking. You know, it's kind of like okay, well, I don't really care for greater that, options. but I can go. Yeah, greater options. Thank you. And you, you know, so you had the greater options out there, and and you could kind of go see what you want to see. But now it's like very slim pickings, and it's like, well, you know. Yeah. Um, the other thing too is uh, the wokeness. You know, everybody knows. We all know how all of these. Boo. You know, you, you want to go to a movie. Me, I just want to go and enjoy my family. I don't want to have to do any politics and wokeness and any yep. of that. You know, no, I, I just want to be entertained. It's just it's entertainment. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, it's not it's not yeah. politics. It's not Washington. It is yeah. entertainment. It's like if you can't take a joke here and there. Phew, go to another country, <laughs> you know, seriously, yeah. go to another country and be serious. So, yeah, so I don't, uh, you know, I don't know. I think I would probably have waited, uh, knowing what I know now, I probably would have waited too. Me too, me too. For it to come out. Yeah. 
Um, I will say though, you know, I'm, I'm just going to throw this in there real quick and I know you haven't seen this movie, but I want, mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about it because we are okay. talking about family. Here's one of the things that I do find really hard Yeah, yeah. is, is what we just, what we just brought up is that finding movies, even movies now to stream that are very family friendly and that the family can just enjoy. Um, we kind of watch one called Thunder Force. Okay. Now that one is basically, it's, uh, was it Melissa McCarthy and, uh, what's her name? Uh, Octavia, I had it here. Octavia Spencer? Octavia Spencer. Thank you very okay. much. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, you know, and the movie actually, I thought it was a great premise. You know, it's basically about that there's what's called these miscreants. So there's these bad guys that have all these powers. For some reason, good guys don't have powers. I don't know why. I Is can't this remember. another superhero ripoff? It's a ripoff of oh. superhero. And I'll tell you, you know, I was, I was, I was so excited because I just wanted a. Here's what I wanted. I wanted a fun, farcical movie that that we could watch as a family, get the big bowl of popcorn on the couch, and just have fun and laugh and just you know. But unfortunately. Uh-huh. We did that. We we watched the movie, but it just didn't quite hit the right. It just didn't have the right. I don't know pacing, and uh, you know it had a lot of misses in it. And it would seem like it, w- it would have been so easy for this movie to really turn the corner and really be just a fun, mm-hmm. you know, all out fun romp, you know, superhero <clears throat> farce, you know, and just uh, uh, have a great time with it type of movie. But yeah, it just kind of missed the mark. Uh, so. so is it an action com a la Rush Hour, or is it just pure comedy? Uh, pure comedy. Yeah, pure comedy, I would say. I mean, there's some okay. action in it, but that's not the main, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of, you know, um, you know, it was what you would think of some lowbrow jokes, you know, and stuff oh, like that, okay, okay. you know, and, and, uh, you know, with, with two characters, Melissa McCarthy plays kind of like the Chicago, it's, it's based in Chicago and she's kind of like, you know, the Chicago, every, every Chicago and, you know, the bears and this and that, and give me a beer. And then, uh, you know, the, uh, Octavia's the, uh, uh, Octavia, sorry, is the uh, uh, scientist. So she's the, the brilliant one that's creating. Okay. So what they do is they have to basically create where they're giving themselves superpowers and and then they go fight these huh. these bad guys. And then it's it's one of those things where, you know, this Melissa McCarthy, she's always in the wrong place at the wrong time. She's not supposed to get them, but she's in the wrong place. And then she gets injected with this okay. stuff and she gets these superpowers. So it's like, but they nice. were best friends in school. So it's not like it's just out of the blue. And then they yeah, yeah. get reunited this way. And mm. It was like, it was so close, man. It was so, and then they have Jason Bateman playing this. Uh, yes, yes, I have a man crush on Jason Bateman. He, he talks okay. about getting uh, uh, bit in the groin by a uh, radioactive crab and he ends up with these crab (laughs) you might watch it just for that i will watch it for that and he has these crab hands and anyway so anyway uh, and and, yeah it's it's funny he's he always does great but you know it's it's just like it was so close i was so disappointed and she's really good too melissa mccarthy i really like her her comedy you know yeah i mean like in was that bridesmaids i mean or was that bridesmades yeah yeah, she and then she and jason bateman were in a previous film together uh secret identity i think it was yeah 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 something something yeah yeah they they, they both do sardonic humor really well and they both feed off each other really well so uh, i can see that pairing they were the best part of that movie i think okay Uh, okay thunder force actually okay now now eric question for you is thunder force available only via streaming or is it also in theaters because i haven't seen it advertised in theaters it's it's only streaming now. Only streaming. It, it okay. Came out, I think it came out. It might have came out during the pandemic or okay, okay. pre-pandemic, but it had a short run. If it did, is I it mean, on Prime? It might have went straight to streaming. I, I can't remember. Yeah, okay. It's on uh, Netflix. It's on Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Thank you. So if if you want, 
<laughs> if you want to give it a shot. Anyway, enough of Thunder I Force. I would say, uh, you know, it is kind of a corny movie. I don't know. It, it kind of missed the mark for me. They, okay. They could have done better, but. And, you know, know they can't all be winners. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all, now we're gonna we're kind of flying through some topics today. I want to hit um, another one, a revisit yeah. that we talked about. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you told me we t- we had an earlier podcast about uh, Star Trek mm-hmm. and yeah. about you know kind of you kind of you're like the you're the one to go to here. You're the man when it comes to Star Trek knowledge. And so we I were, try. Yeah, we were talking about it, and you <laughs> and you talked about Stranger a uh, Strange New World. Sorry. Yes, yes. And um, I said, okay, I'll give it a try. I did. I watched the okay, whole okay. season. So I watched a season of, because uh, mm-hmm. I didn't want you to tell me too much about it, but you did, you know, we, we no, 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 you didn't, you didn't give anything away. Oh, okay, okay, good. But good. I watched the first season of Strange New Worlds. Yeah, yeah. The first episode with Cat, and that's about Captain Pike and his mm-hmm. Enterprise. Yeah, yeah. The first, uh, the first episode, you know, I was like, eh, I don't know about okay. this Captain Pike. Yes, I, I want to hear it from your point of view this time. Okay. So yes, yes. So the first, yeah. first episode. So this is just specifically, we're not going to go into all of Star Trek, but just this this series. Um, I was like, I don't know about this Captain Pike guy. As the show went on. It got a lot better and a lot stronger. Right, you were right about that. I think you right? even said that it started off kind of slow. Yeah, you know, and then it got a little wonky or something. And then you're saying, and then it really hits a stride towards the end. And mm-hmm. and they did. The thing I really liked about it is that it kind of reminds me of the old series. Right. Yeah, they yes. have a lot. Of, they don't necessarily do callbacks per se to the old series. Right. But the way it's filmed, the way the characters interact, just the way it is, is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like an episode that was like a, a horror movie episode, a real scary one. I mean, even my daughter, she. Almost, I was she just going like, to ask you, what did you think of the remade Gorn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? That was that was yeah that. Yeah, you know? yeah I, I I tell you that episode that was that was a little frightening. That was it was good. it was pretty creepy. It, yeah, it was good, and that's that's what I liked about it, is that you know the original to me the original Star Trek, you had different. I mean, you know, one time they would be in like, you know, in World War II, uh, you know, Germany or something, right? I yeah, remember right? having one episode of that and they would be, you know, they would be all over the place yeah, and yeah. doing different things. And they had these different types of episodes. And that's one thing it yeah. reminded me of uh, with, with this one. Um, what else about it? Oh, I, I mean, no spoilers here, but uh, if you haven't seen it, then turn it off right now. But mm-hmm. I will say that one of, one of my favorite characters actually doesn't make it out of season one and I was really disappointed about that yeah that was a heartbreaker I understand I, I like the way they did it though I like the way they did that but yeah he di- he didn't make it out and that that was really sad I thought he was one of the better characters you know who yeah. I'm talking about no Should we just say it you don't know who I'm talking about just say it because I, I I haven't seen the engineer what was his name oh I, oh, oh yeah I'm sorry I'm sorry I thought for some reason I thought you we were talking about somebody else it's oh. it's uh commander Hemmer commander Hemmer yeah yeah he was to me he was one of he was one of the better characters in that yes and he doesn't make it out now maybe maybe yeah. they bring it back I don't know but he doesn't make it <laughs> he's in a multi multiverse of uh, yeah crazy, right remember uh, everyone we're living in a multiverse <laughs> mm-hmm. so anyway he doesn't make it out but but uh, he was one of the better characters yeah. I, I think in there um, for me um, but I did, I did like it. I liked the way they filmed it. I liked the way the characters interact. Mm-hmm. Um, they yeah. did a real good job. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what are some of your takes? Cause we did talk about it before, yeah. but what go, let's go back and say, what are some of your takes on that first season? My, some of my takes on the first season are what made me fall in love with star Trek was just the storytelling just mm. now. Now the, the, now the storytelling in this and strange new worlds was for me a little bit, um, 
I, I mean, I felt to some extent, while the writers did a great job of making this its own series, it felt like they were trying to recapture some of the cornier moments from the writing in the original series. Really? Yeah. I mean, just hmm. uh, the, the scripts for the seasons overall were very strong. But uh, again, uh, I think what and I'm trying to uh, just as much as the original series was pretty much a microcosm of what life in our society was like in the 1960s with, you know, the Vietnam conflict and the civil rights movement and anti-war protests and everything going left and right. This Star Trek series is kind of symbolic of Strange New Worlds is a microcosm of what's going on in our world nowadays with, un- unfortunately, the wokeness, mm-hmm. but also with um, with conflicts between um, medicine and morality. If you remember mm-hmm. that one episode with uh, the doctor and his daughter, in, yeah, yeah, in the hologram. Ooh, that was a tough one. Too. That that was a tough that was a tough pill to swallow. But yeah. then you also have other. There's also, um, you know, you have a lot of internal strife, a lot of just a lot of the issues that we're seeing uh, prevail throughout our society now are kind of coming through in this series a little bit, at least in some, I mean, to a lesser degree, I mean, obviously, but um, I I thought overall it was some very strong writing. I I just, I I liked the episodic storytelling. I liked that they focused just... Uh, the series on one episode throughout an entire season, one different episode throughout an entire season. And while mm. I like the idea, a la Stranger Things, of binging one season or one episode and having it elongate throughout the entire season, I do like the episodic storytelling, and that's what I like best about it. Yeah, and, 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 because it gives you a sense of, of it's going to be something new every time, though. Yeah, you know, it's not just like like you said, you know, the the one episode right, for right. you know for nine. For nine episodes, yeah, right, or the, or the one, right. yeah. What you're saying, I, I completely, I completely understand. I never really thought about Stranger yeah. Things in that terms, but yeah. it is true. And and with Star Trek, you're getting uh, with with the episode episodic uh, TV, you're getting mm-hmm. a new one every time. Yeah, yeah. It, it really yeah, that is very good. I like it, that. The, the 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 creators of this series are essentially rebooting the original series just in a different way, and they're also making it more relatable to the Gen Zers mm-hmm. and even to some of us Gen Xers, because obviously, I mean, you and I weren't alive when the original series uh, first aired on TV, yeah. and we were still just young pups when it became popular in syndication. So um, for that extent, it's made for Gen Xers um, as well. But I think they're recreating a lot of the themes that made the original series popular in this one for the younger generation to get them hooked on it and to see if they can um, latch to it the way some of the older generations latch to the original series. Mm, so, interesting. so, but I, uh, overall I loved it, uh, uh, just for all the reasons that you did too. Yeah. You know, I, I loved, uh, I, I loved all the costumings and all of the special effects and the cinematography was excellent in it. So I'm looking forward to season two. Let me, now, now you're, you're aficionado on this. So yeah, who, yeah. As, as far as now, nobody that does this series is any way connected with like J.J. Abrams or any of that no, stuff, No, no, right? no, 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 Because it definitely no. has a totally different feel. And we, yeah. we've just rewatched those, mm-hmm. uh, move, those movies. We saw Star Trek. Yeah. And uh, we're into uh, the darkness right now. We haven't finished it. Just rewatching it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, those, uh, um, I mean, it's a whole different feel. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I do like, yeah. and like you're saying, I don't mind that, I, you know, they can almost recreate these episodes in, 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 right. in this universe from the original you know the original show yeah, right, and right. I wouldn't mind it because they're doing such a great job and the characters stand out enough I mean you mm-hmm. don't have like a doctor who is a bones 
you know, type, you know, personality right. type. This this guy's totally different. Yeah. And so, yeah, they're all really different. Even Cap, you know, uh, uh, Captain Pike is not, you know, Captain Kirk. I mean, you know, he's, so he, he, he's, very, he's very laid back. You know, he's kind of a laid back guy. Very cool, you know. So I, I really like yeah. his character. At first, I wasn't sure about it. I'll right. say that yeah. first episode, mm-hmm. you know, I'm kind of like, oh, God, I don't know. I'll give it another shot. And and yeah and 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 I was glad I did because I, yeah. I you know we watched it all the way through. Yeah, you know I'm glad you brought up the J.J. Abrams films because um, one of the actually the main producer or the main creator not creator but the main showrunner of this series is Eugene Roddenberry, who okay. is the son of Gene Roddenberry from his first relationship from his first marriage. Okay. Um, before he married Majel Barrett, who I previously spoke about in our first episode. But Eugene um, was very, very adamant with the writers of this series and really of all the other series that have, of all the new Trek series that have popped up recently in the last couple of years, he's very adamant that there are no references to J.J. Abrams in this whatsoever <clears throat> because, um, mm-hmm. again, the whole point is to kind of reboot this franchise. J.J. Yeah. Abrams made his three films as action-packed sagas to get a younger generation uh, hooked on these characters. But J.J. Abrams didn't make these films to bring out the storytelling the way that Star Trek is known for. So Eugene Roddenberry was very adamant that said, mm-hmm. look, guys, if we're going to do this, these can't be... This isn't Star Wars, okay? This isn't going to be slam-bam action-filled, and it's not going to sell that way. We all know, they all, all the fans know what Star Trek is about. So Gene Roddenberry has told all of his writers, all of his producers, you guys, we're not going to make an action fest here. All right. We're going to do this the way my dad did it. And so that's what I love best about it. Interesting. It, yeah. That, uh, and again, I, I like the J.J. Abrams films. I, I think they're fun. They're great to sit down and watch and have a lot of fun with. Yeah. But if you like storytelling the way that I do, then you're going to appreciate this series a whole lot more. Well, I couldn't see. Yeah, I couldn't see an action filled, you know, episodic. TV. I mean, it would just get old, you know. Nine ep- nine uh, uh, episodes of just you know action, 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 action. You know, yeah, yeah. Right, it right. would just it would just get completely old, and that and mm-hmm. that's interesting because yeah, what, what you're saying makes total sense. Goes back to what we're talking about, how it has the same feel yeah. of the original show. Yeah, you know, and some like you said, sometimes the corniness, like when they when you're talking about the one where the doctor and his daughter and and all of a sudden the ship comes under that spell where yeah, right. it's the whole uh, uh, reading the the book of of uh, what was it of uh, I can't remember what the name of the book was, but it was like Kings and Queens. A fantasy and story. A fantasy story, yes. And then all the cast members are the characters, characters from the story. Characters from the story, yeah. yeah and they're right. all playing, like they don't even really know right. that they're playing these characters, but they are these characters, right? They just yep. pop in as these characters. And that's an homage to uh, an episode from the original series. I don't remember the, the name of it, but I think it was in season two where there were some... Uh, the original series cast members, uh, maybe it was Plato's stepchildren, I I think, but, and then also in the next generation, if you, if you recall in the, in the next generation, there was the episode, um, where Picard and his crew are thrust by Q into an alternate reality where they play Robin Hood and Picard Mm. is cast as Robin Hood. Remember the scene with Worf goes, captain, I must protest. I am not a merry man. You know, (laughs) right. Okay, I I have all the season seven seasons on disc. I'll let you borrow them. But at any rate, so yeah, uh, that that particular episode is kind of an homage to the original series as well. And as far as the storytelling is concerned, yeah, interesting, interesting. Um, oh man, what was I going to bring up? I was going to bring something up about that too. 
and I totally, I totally lost it. Oh well, maybe it'll come back to me. <laughs> I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I think, I mean, listen, I, I definitely would recommend uh, Strange New Worlds. Strange New Worlds. Yeah. Dang it. There was something I really wanted to bring up, and I, and I got totally, I got totally thrown off because I, I just I messed you up. Didn't I know. I? I was like, you got me all excited about something. Else, I am not dude. a merry man. If they do, if they do another, uh, if they do an episode with Tribbles. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, you know they're going to throw Tribbles in there. They had Tribbles in DS9 in the episode Trials and Tribulations. You know they're going to have yeah. Tribbles in this one. Yeah, yeah. No, they do. They do. Agree. Oh, I know what it was. Yeah. They did. This is the one, right? Am I? Am I? Because uh, I'm trying to remember this because, you know, yeah. sometimes all this stuff gets blended in my noggin here. But yeah, right. um, this is the one where they had basically Spock. They were doing that. They did in that fight scene where it was Kirk and Spock. Yeah. Was that it? Was that in the series, right? Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Was it with Spock and who? Spock was fighting himself. That's what it was. It's coming back to me now. So, okay. If you remember in the original series, the episode is titled a mock time and it's where Spock has to go to Vulcan to basically uh, fight for the honor to marry his mate, who is T'Pring. Okay. Who obviously is wait. Played... Is this in the original series or this 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 in, series? Well, in both. Okay. So in both. Now, what may the, now what makes it different in the original series is in the original series, T'Pring chooses who Spock fights oh, for her honor. That's right. She chooses Captain, Captain Kirk, Kirk, his commanding officer and his best friend. Dang. Okay. So now that's but it, bad. Right? Yeah. But in this one, he doesn't fight Captain Kirk. He fights himself. He fights himself. He fights himself. Because that and that other Spock is supposed to be the human part of him coming to or grappling with the Vulcan part of him. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it, it that, was in a dream or something. It was wasn't in a it? dream, yeah. yeah. And I thought that was clever. That yeah. they did it that way, because obviously you can't have him fighting Captain Pike, yeah. Because he fought Captain Kirk, so yeah. that wouldn't make sense. So what a brilliant way to kind of split that up, but still keep it themed with the original series episode of Mock Time by having Spock mm. fight himself. Because in a Mock Time, Spock is fighting himself as well, because he his human side doesn't want to fight Kirk because yeah. he's his commanding officer, but he's also his best friend. The Vulcan side of him wants to fight him because he wants to bring's honor. So two internal struggles, two different episodes, two different outcomes. I loved how they did that. And it's funny because that is such it's that that scene is so ingrained in our brains. Like right. my wife that doesn't do, 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 doesn't watch. Do, do, do. I mean, she probably saw, you know, Star Trek when she was a kid or, or whatever. And it's not like we watched it. So yeah, she yeah. doesn't necessarily see the original with me. Yeah, yeah. But she saw that and she and I go, that's like the she goes, "Yeah, I remember that." It's so funny how it's ingrained because mm-hmm. she remembered that Spock and the music and Spock fighting Kirk and all that. And she goes, that's just like that same scene, you know. And that's what makes Star yeah. Trek so great. And, and they did a great job of that. And it's not yeah. like they were trying to rip it off and, and just redo it. I mean, they, right. they did they did a great job. The yeah. other thing I will say too is going going to to Spock. He's like the main character in this holding thing. Yep. Um, I love how they have this love interest between him. I, I like the character that plays Spock, which if I'm correct, Ethan Peck. Yes, I was going to say it's Gregory Peck's grandson. Correct, that is, that is correct. Yes, I think you yes. told me that too. Mm-hmm. Um, I love how they have this love triangle with him and Nurse Chapel now. I mean, the love triangle between him, Nurse mm-hmm. Chapel, and then his was what's her name? 
Uh, his uh, mate. Oh, to Pring. To Pring. Yeah, to Pring. Um, but I, man, they, him and Nurse Chapel in this series, because I don't think they had anything in the other series, right? They may have had like one episode where they had this. There were a couple of episodes in the original series where I think the they tried to establish uh, some kind of a romance or some kind of a romantic connection between, between them two. Chapel. Well, well, yeah, more actually. Let me back up, Eric. Okay. I think what they did in the original <laughs> series is they tried to establish a romantic connection. From Nurse Chapel's point of view with Spock. So there wasn't necessarily okay. mutual affection there on both ends. Okay. Just more on her end than his. So on this one, though... Is that the one where they got sprayed by those flowers that made them fall in love? Yeah, they all go psycho. Is that, all, seriously, is that the, was that the episode? Uh, actually, well, one, one of the, the, it was one of the episodes. And then the other one is where they actually is in a mock time where they have to get Spock to Vulcan. Mm. And there's that scene where he throws that bowl of Vulcan soup against the wall and he scares the hell out of Nurse Chapel. And she there's like a little tender moment where she tries to like, you know, hey, oh, Spock. But, you know, anyway. At Interesting. Any rate, okay. Yeah, so, right, right. So they, they kind of tried to elude that in the, in the original series. Yes. But in this series, they, they really do have chemistry. I mean, there yes, really is there really is a connection there. And it's interesting... Yep. To see this thing play out, right, right. Know? So, yeah. I, yeah, that's what I wanted to mention. Is yeah, that, uh, uh, yeah, that they they have this, they do have a connection. I do yeah, like the way good. the actors played. I like, I like this, I like Peck as uh, Spock. I, I do too. Him. Yeah, I didn't necessarily know how I would feel about him, especially since I really liked Zachary Kinto playing he, Spock he in the J.J. Abrams films. But I mean, you know, that's the thing. You can live with like these multi-universe Spocks because they yeah. actually they all kind of work. Yeah. You know, you don't have to pick. I mean, you know, of course there's original <clears throat> and then there's yeah. uh, uh, Zachary and then now uh, Peck. What's his yeah. first name? Ethan. Ethan, yeah. yeah. And when you think about it even deeper, I mean, Bull, Ethan Peck really really has shoes that just can't be filled because Leonard Nimoy, regardless of who they cast to play Spock and whatever different iteration of Star Trek they come up with, Leonard Nimoy is always going to be Spock. Yeah. So asking another actor to replace Captain Kirk and Mr. Spock with different actors, it's like having someone else come in and play Luke Skywalker or having someone else come in and play uh, Indiana Jones. Yeah. Regardless of how well you do, you're not going to be able to beat the original. No. But what I like about Ethan Peck is that his version of Spock is close to Leonard Nimoy's version, but it's still different at the same time. Yeah, it's kind of his own. It is. You know, yeah. it's the essence of Spock, but it's his own character. Oops, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, I will say, and and to, to finish out on that, I know we weren't going to talk about the J.J. Uh, uh, Abrams, but I will say in those movies, I do like how they. They have the characterizations, you know, they have, like I said, the essence of those characters. Yeah, right. But they right. are able to kind of be their own yeah. person, too, at the same time. I do like that. But anyway, yeah, Strange New Worlds, that's a definite must-watch if you're yeah, yeah. A, a, a Trekkie, a Trek yep. fan, even if you just want to watch just good a, TV. Yeah, it's good, good TV. action. I mean, like I said, it has a lot of action. It's got a lot of thought put into it. Yep. Really well done. Um, we got to go here. We're almost out of time. You did want to talk about, though, some sad things, unfortunately. Yes, but what, I did. What do we have here? All right. Jason? So as you guys will probably know, uh, we've lost uh, two really good character actors uh, in the Hollywood uh, business. And one of them is one of my favorite character actors of all time, and that's the great James Caan. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He passed away yesterday, and his family made a little mark or made a little announcement on his Twitter account uh, mm. that he had passed for those of you who don't know James Caan, you probably should know him. He, of course, played Sonny Santino Corleone in the yeah. Godfather films. 
Uh, that's where he earned his bread and butter. But he also, uh, he, I think he was nominated for an Academy Award as Paul Sheldon in uh, Rob Reiner's take on Misery, which, of course, was based oh, on yeah, Stephen yeah, King work. He played Paul Sheldon, the writer who was mortal, not mortally wounded, but wounded in that car accident. Yeah. And was and saved then continually by, wounded. And continually <laughs> wounded. Who remembers the scene where he got his ankles broke and, with and the brick? And patched up yeah, by right? uh, Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates, yeah. Yeah. Right. But he also, of course, is famous for playing uh, the dad uh, to Buddy the Elf in the movie Elf. Yeah. James Caan also played um, real-life NFL football star Brian Piccolo oh, that's in right. the movie that's Brian right. Song with Billy Dee yeah. Williams. And Caan was also in a couple of episodes of, I think, that popular series that was on for a while called Vegas. Remember that series? Yeah, Vegas. I remember that. That's right. He was like a yeah. casino owner. Or exactly. Something, he or, was yeah. that crooked casino owner. That's right. So, but and yeah. he also had a movie way back in the day called Rollerball. Oh, uh, Rollerball. Which I don't know yes. what his character's name was, but I just remember watching it like on, you know, it'd be one of those movies that they'd play on Saturdays, you know, after the cartoons were done. And yeah, it's like, right. What's this? Exactly. Yeah, like, I know, yeah. right? I remember that. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, just James Conn, great character actor. He was always cast as being kind of the gruff. Yeah. slash bad guy. He always played the guy that had the temper, always played the guy that was... Um, Except in Misery, right? Ex- really... Well, in Misery, he still kind of was in a little... Uh, in Misery, his character was a little bit more conceited than he yeah. was gruff, but he always had that bad guy persona. Of course, he, he lived that in real life as well because he wasn't, from what I understand, I used to work with somebody who worked in Hollywood, and mm. she told me that James Conn did not have a really good reputation around Hollywood as being an easy guy to work with. But at any rate, that's what I heard. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. But, you know, and it's funny because in Elf, I think there were those scenes where he was really getting pissed off by yep. uh, Will Ferrell. <laughs> yes. And I, may, I don't know if that was a, di- a, a direction that Will Ferrell got or if that was just a thing he was doing, but you could kind of tell in those scenes that he was right, getting right. upset. You know, I mean, he, he was. It, it was. I don't think it was acting. <laughs> I want to say it was along the lines of Ted Knight being peeved a high heck at Bill Murray when they were shooting Caddyshack, <laughs> if you've heard those stories, which I have. <laughs> yeah, so. But at any rate, so yeah, so rest in peace, James Caan. Great character actor, yeah. great movie. Did, did it say roles. how he passed away? Did it? Uh, I think natural causes. I okay. think he had either uh, dementia or he or, oh, no. or result of cancer. But okay. um, yeah, he was 83. James, mm. rest in peace. Um, hey. Uh, say say hi to Vito Corleone for us in heaven. <laughs> also, the the next uh, can I mention another? Yeah, go, go ahead. Yeah. So for those of you Soprano fans, uh, you probably have heard that Tony Sirico, who played Polly Walnuts in the popular series on HBO Soprano's, died today at seventy nine, mm. just weeks ahead of his eightieth birthday. Wow! Uh, this guy was one of the more popular uh, actors in the Sopranos. Um, he was again seventy nine years old. Uh, he. His if you don't remember him, I mean, I'm looking at a picture right now. If you don't remember, he yeah. was the one that had like the the gray streaks on the side of his. Of he, looked his like, uh, uh, he looked like Doctor Strange with bad Botox. Actually. Yeah, that's I mean, what he did. He, did. he looked he like Doctor, an older Doctor Strange yeah. with those gray streaks on the side of his, yeah. of his but, head there. But Paulie Walnut, Paulie Walnuts was all, was always kind of like the tough guy who you didn't mess around with, but at the same time, he was also like the tough guy that said, "Hey, here's here's what you should do, and here's what you shouldn't do. If you're gonna whack a guy, you're gonna whack a guy this way." Mm. But yeah, he was. 
He yeah, was kind of like the in that show. I think he was kind of like the old school. He was like the old guard of, was, of right. It's like this is how yes. things are supposed to be. This is yeah. how you do it. You know. He was kind of he was kind of a his character was kind of a throwback to the mafia of the old. Yeah, yeah. Like the old ushering in the new. So, uh, so yeah. Anyway, he passed away. He's just, probably been in a ton of uh, mafia movies, right? Because he's got that look. So right. I'm sure exactly. He's been in, yeah. So he passes away just a day after James Con does. So okay. Was it natural causes too? Doing it was that? natural causes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So rest in peace, James. Rest in peace, Tony. Paulie Walnuts. You guys, uh, great actors, great contributors. Yeah. And that's all I wanted to say about that. All right. Well, hey guys, that's gonna do it for us uh, this time. Thank you for uh, joining us. And, and uh, don't forget to uh, click like and follow us and leave some comments. Let us know and uh, yeah. how we're doing. And hey, if you want us to talk about something, don't be shy. Yep. All right. Thanks. thanks we a will. Lot, guys. Uh, Talk to you later. All right, bye. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Now, I want you to go check out one of the other best podcasts around. It's called the No Focus Radio Hour. It has comedy and insight from the greatest minds in the know. And how do I know? Well, because I'm part of that great show also. So please go check it out. It's available on all your podcasting apps. The No Focus Focus Radio Hour.